Hello, hello, and welcome back to Dank Ferric, a Star Wars podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tyler, along with my co-host, Carlos. And today we're going to be talking about part four of the Book of Boba Fett. Um, we have been releasing these episodes usually like the day after they come out, but we waited a little bit for this one. Um, and you know what? It's kind of like helped me a little bit because I've gotten to do multiple, you know, watches of the episode and, uh, really get to like think about what I was going to talk about and my thoughts. Cause I, I was a little, you know, wishy-washy with if I liked it or not, but uh, I think I got a better grasp on that now for this one. Really? what do you think? Yeah. Um, I liked it. I think it's the second best right behind episode two. I yeah. loved episode yeah. two as, as, as you know, uh, the uh, take main takeaway, uh, Robert Rodriguez, <laughs> <laughs> can stay at home Shit for a little while. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I like the guy and everything, but I um, like him too. His episodes are the weakest uh, by far. I think, even though I liked, I have liked, I have liked them. So I'm, I'm just kind of shitting on him, the guy. But um, yeah, this one was stronger, just sharper. Uh, all the flashback stuff has finally paid off. Um, I feel like we're finally now that we we've caught up with the Mandalorian story. Yeah. Uh, it kind of makes more sense. I like the the Fennec Shand uh, representation this episode in the flashbacks. It kind of makes sense why she's tagging along with him. She's literally tagging along, basically. Um, and you know, a lot of a lot of little gems that I think fill in the backstory of Boba Fett. Uh, the, the stuff we've been wondering about. You know, we mm-hmm. know he survived the Starlock pit, but then he just hung out with the Tuscans for a while, and now we get to see like. The only thing we haven't seen is how he learns about Cobb Van, but I, I don't know if that's <laughs> going to show up later. But yeah, he gets the fire spray <laughs> instead of the slave one. Well, as much as I hate how they're trying to like do away with the slave one name, they at least did it in a way where they're not renaming the ship. It's a fire spray class ship. It's a, oh, that's true. That's, that's the classification of the type of gunship it is. Oh, so so that's for, them, little, for them to yeah. just, if, if they're going to omit using the word Slave One, that's fine by me, as long as they're not trying to change the name and just like, you know, make it some bullshit. Like, you can't do that to diehard fans like this who adore this character and this ship and everything about his backstory. Like, that's the last thing you want to do is piss off a bunch of crazy Fett fans. But yeah, as, you know, if they just mention fire spray as the type of gunship it is, that's fine. I don't care. Oh, I didn't catch that. I thought it was just the name of the ship. But I guess that's he their says little my fire spray gunship. That's their way to have their cake and eat it too, right? So yeah. I don't <laughs> become... exactly. Yeah, but uh, and it does. To be fair, fire spray like <laughs> when he got the, the 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 bikers. That was that was great. That was you know. Little... Before we get ahead of ourselves, but I do want to bring that up real quick. Like, as much as I love that scene, I'm kind of baffled. Like, why didn't the speed bikers move to the left or the right or, like, break off into different groups? Like, they just, like, let themselves be annihilated. 
I don't think there was anywhere to go if you have like a giant spaceship just firing. <laughs> like, <laughs> even if you even if you like split up, <laughs> you're getting fucked. I mean, sooner rather if than they later. They all went in different directions. At least some of them would probably like f- maybe get away. You know? maybe get like at five second, a five second, extra five something. seconds of life. Just just try <laughs> to do something. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Um, but yeah, so uh, we get the flashback stuff is good stuff. Uh, the strongest uh, that we've gotten it. He finally, you know, heals, which is thank fucking God. Thank uh, God. We already I don't want got any more of this bullshit. We don't, <laughs> we don't have to see him anymore in the back to, and it, it felt triumphant, you know, it felt like, like a proper, like a properly earned moment when the droid says you're fully healed, Master F- Lord Fed or whatever. It didn't feel like that for me. It felt it like relief. It felt like utter relief. Well, that's, that's what I mean. It felt like, like them, we've accomplished... They were fit, like literally physically announcing the end of the flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's what I mean. It, it felt like, oh fuck, that's uh, finally we're done with that. You know, we've and, completed this quest. Yeah, uh, we get I, more. I, I just want him at full strength. I need my boy at full strength to do some badass shit because he has not been badass to this point. Well, we've glimpsed it now in this last patch of of episodes. And even in the in the din in the dinner table, when he's like, "What prevents us from killing you?" and the rancor <laughs> shows up, yeah. and, you know, he's starting to get there clearly. Whereas, like him getting to that status of like, I mean, all uh, I'm saying is, when he eventually rides the rancor, I need him to be riding the rancor, and that thing fucking pick somebody up and eat him as he's riding it. Jesus I will fully God. forgive the show. Just if remember, they fucking do that shit. I just wanted to remember Jar Jar Binks, dude. This what shit about is made Jar Jar? for toddlers. This shit is made for Bro. toddlers. Okay, and episode six had them eating fucking Gamorrean guards like nothing and Ula. Like, come on, dude. Yeah, but they were it a little can, pig It people. can be done. It's pig Can people. it be done? <laughs> you would join us or die. Thank you. <laughs> no, but yeah, I was going to leave you hanging there, but uh, it's, yeah. it's too, too nerdy of a detail. <laughs> you can't do that. But we did it. Um, <laughs> but see... Uh yeah, I understand what you mean, and I think you know you know what I thought about that thing about him writing the the rancor is that you know at the beginning of the show he's like why oh, he doesn't co- have people alerted. carrying him yeah yeah exactly now it's it's like people don't respect him because they don't see him with that but now he's gonna show up with a fucking rancor and everyone's gonna shit their pants I am going and, to love that like to to witness that in live action is going to be amazing yeah I, yeah I would like to see to be fair. Or the yeah. rancor, it's some pikes. I think that would that's be, what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't uh, have to be like gory, you know, bloody shit. Like Disney can get away with this and still make it badass. Yeah. Um. My, one of my favorite bits, and I don't know if you're gonna agree with this, but the little uh, rabbit droid. I don't know what <laughs> what they're what it's called. The the rat catcher. <laughs> yeah, the rat catcher. Uh, he's been in the Clone Wars. Uh, and he's very goofy in the Clone Wars. But before, so been. was it the same exact droid or just the type of droid? No, just the type of droid. Yeah. In the yeah. in the Clone Wars, there's been a bunch. So it's never been the same. Right. Uh, that yeah, I it was know cool of. to see. It was cool to see that type of droid in live action. But even before then, I literally screamed oh. in joy yeah. at the fucking chef droid, and it's just like literally. I just thought of George Lucas going. It's like poetry, it rhymes. <laughs> and Boba walks in, 
and it's just like the hello there general kenobi and yeah the it's... the grievous like chef droid just pulls out six arms full of fucking chef knives and he just starts slashing them around like spinning them in circles like grievous did and oh man it was great i was dying it, laughing isn't it crazy how like at the beginning of the disney reign or whatever like the, the all the stuff they were putting out like rebels force awakens everything was paying homage to the originals and now yes, we've they were come to the point the prequels, but now we're like paying more homage. We're coming to the point where the prequels are old enough that we're making nostalgic shit about the prequels. Yeah, and I think that's so funny because like ten years ago, everyone was so ashamed of them. <laughs> it now is everyone's weird. Like, everyone's like, "Oh my god, a chef with the six arms!" Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I lo- I love that. I love the chef too, of course. All the yeah. little bit uh, with the droids. Um, mm-hmm. Boba getting the car out of the the garage it was fun. <laughs> Him breaking it's like everything. He forgot how to use the ship. Well, I, it's like a very cramped space. To be fair, it, I know it was. It just reminded me of the uh, the scene in SpongeBob where he's trying to back up the uh, the Flying Dutchman. He's like, <laughs> yeah, just hitting everything and just destroying the ship. Yeah, destroying everything in the in the process. Yeah, uh, it's crazy how. Uh, I don't know about you, but apparently, like the the garage or like even the all the layout of Jabba's palace is very consistent with the the map from Battlefront from the video game. Like that is uh, true. I didn't think about that. Yeah, but like like to a T, and it's kind of it's kind of insane that they're paying attention to those details. You would imagine. Uh, but then would... again, they've they've kind of like have done this before with like really paying tribute to video games like Mando did it in uh season two, episode one where they're bringing in stuff from video games, like with the crate dragon that we, you know, well, yeah. the, the, the hardcore fans would know what they're doing there, but yeah. no one else has to know. Yeah. Well, the crate dragon was introduced in, like the skeleton of a crate dragon, I guess. The skeleton yeah. was, but that literal mission no. in Knights, Knights of the, of the Republic, Republic. Yeah. was having to recruit people to take down the crate dragon, and then at the center of the crate dragon was the the pearl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, well, that is that is cool. Yeah, and it, yeah. it, it kind of shows that John Favreau pays attention. You know, they John respect, Favreau, What? And I, I'm going a little bit off topic, but I just recently recently saw Swingers. And I fucking love Swingers. I, you just I saw recommend it for the first time? It. Yeah, I had never seen it. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I, I, I adore it. And in it, they play a lot of video games. You know, John Favreau wrote it. So he yeah. probably is a, a, a gamer and pays attention to this stuff. He definitely does seem like it. And you yeah. know Filoni's got to be. Yeah, I mean, I, and they do this show in like Unreal technology, Unreal Engine. So I, I imagine they're they're all part of that world. Yeah. Uh, but anyway... Uh, I like that. I like the the fidelity of Jabba's palace. I like that we saw a rep- reprisal of of him killing Bib Fortuna. Yeah. In the... But it, but that part, <laughs> you know, Boba. These little editing sequences though are just so like visually jarring. So they literally show the flashback from Mando, the end of season two, where Boba kills Bib Fortuna, takes the throne, and we see the armor that he's wearing. In season two, mm-hmm. and then he sits down on the throne, and then it does like a quick shot to Book of Boba Fett with him sitting on the throne with the helmet and everything. 
and his armor is completely different. The helmet's a completely different shape, and his chest armor doesn't have dents in it anymore, and it looks completely different. Like, it, it's just weird. Like, if you're going to oh. rewrite the armor, don't show them side by side, literally within, like, one scene, you know? It was just kind of weird, like, how they edited it. I've never... I think you noticed that because you're a cosplayer, though. <laughs> Go back and look at it. Look at the differences in the armor, and you'll pick up on it real quick. Oh, speaking of that, they they also replay that shot of Mando season... We've talked about this. Mando season one, when yeah. they show that little tease of Boba Fett, and you always told, like, how are they going to make that make sense? So that's a little weird of a sequence, too, that I... As I was watching the episode, I was also like, wait a minute. Like, I'm glad they're re-showing it and showing it how, like... In context. Can kind of show yeah. Boba, like, sort of look like he did. But at the same time, in one second, when it shows the old footage, it sh- you hear spurs. And then all of a sudden, the spurs are gone. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, if you're going to bring back the scene, find a way to explain it where, like, I mean, he's literally riding a bantha. Just have him have the spurs still. Just something like that, you know, where... It, explains it and you don't have to jump through hoops to explain the, the the shit that you filmed and did for the show yeah i don't know i don't i really don't mind of course <laughs> like, you don't care it's, it's such a little fucking detail though it's like neurotic it's like the close-up looks different than the but medium but to fet fans and this is a boba fett show carlos so you don't get to say that here Fuck yeah, I get to say no, that. No, no, you I don't. To, Bo- to Boba Fett fans, <laughs> it means everything. Because that was a part of who he is and who he was. You can't just have Spurs, not have Spurs, try to fucking just shoehorn them in, and then they're gone. Like what? We're, we're going to question it. All right, no, that's fair. Okay, question it away. But I'm just saying, as a not as not a Fett fan, and as a huge Star Wars fan, but not a Fett fan, I really don't care one way or the other. All right. I, I, I mean, well, whatever. I'm not going to go on a Boba Fett rant now. Uh, we're too deep into this. Um, I also, what did you think about the the cyberpunk like repair shop oh. thing? All right. So, <laughs> why do you hate things so much? No, listen, listen. The part inside with uh, what's his name, the the black dude, um, the the rapper. Yeah, I think he's a what's rapper his, in real life. Yeah. What's his name? I have no fucking clue. Hold on. I saw his name on a clickbait article like earlier yeah. today, but I completely uh, yeah. But yeah, no, I guess he, it's just me being old and not knowing what these kids are listening to these what days. What the kids are into, yeah. Yeah. Hello, fellow kids. <laughs> how, uh, how do you do, fellow kids? How do you do? It's the thing, yeah. I don't even know that fucking meme. That's yeah, that's how old we act. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he, he looks basically... I saw a picture of him. He just looks Thundercat, like... Thundercat. Thundercat. Oh, that's his name? Of course. Yeah. Uh, he so, looks all right. Like so, time himself. out. He... That... I didn't mind that. Like, the sequence where they're saving Fennec. But... Mm-hmm. When he's walking in, and there's that fucking dweeb with those stupid spy kids goggles just staring at him like just watching him walk in why did they include that like but what's the problem with that if you're you're going this is the book of boba fett i (laughs) wanted 
crime, scum and villainy, fucking bounty hunters, death, like, and we're getting Spy Kids 5. I don't fuck fuck you, Robert Rodriguez. I don't want <laughs> Spy Kids 5. I don't want anything to do with Spy Kids at all. Get it out of this show. I don't want it. No one wants it. Everyone had a problem with it. Face the facts. That's it. I, I didn't even know there was a Spy Kids 4. <laughs> I Googled it to make sure that I was just to make that the little correct, reference. Yeah, the yeah. next one up. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't have that expectation of the show that you do. I guess. Um, I, I think, you don't care I, about I, that. No, because I, I just I think Star Wars in general should never take itself too seriously. That's why I'm not like the biggest Rogue One fan, for example. And I know a lot of people love that, and that's fine. I get it. But you know, I like my goofiness. That's why I didn't mind episode three, uh, chapter three. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll agree. This one, I think, meets more in the middle. You know, for do you know fans and the older fans. Do you know that Robert Rodriguez, which I literally just looked up one second ago, is doing a Spy Kids reboot? He's working on making another Spy Kids movie. So this is definitely like him. He's rebooting his own franchise. Yeah. That is fucking well, weird. The, I mean, the kids are fucking old. What are they going to do? They're not kids. Spy adults. <laughs> Just get new, a new set of kids. Yeah, which would make it a reboot. No, it could be a sequel. Unless Just it's a, their kids. like A legacy sequel. Well, it might still be a sequel, but it is just basically going to be like a spiritual reboot. Okay, I'm definitely not watching that. I'm not um, watching it at all. Of course not. <laughs> but anyway, all I'm saying is like... If you want to make Spy Kids fucking 35, I don't care. But keep it out of Star Wars. I don't want that shit. And then don't try to like say, oh no, they're trying to pay homage to George Lucas and his 1950s drag racing with American Graffiti. No, those fucking Why not? stupid ass Vespas looked nothing like the, the street drag cars from American Graffiti. Just because they're painted in... Lavish, the colors look similar. Colors. No, the fashion looks similar. On a desert planet like Tatooine where dirt and dust is... Look, I was in Afghanistan. Dirt and dust was <laughs> flying you. in my face 24-7. <laughs> I know on a desert fucking planet, there's no way in hell those things would be spotless. Oh, dude. I don't, gonna, I don't like to... You're gonna I don't pull like out that fucking card? No, no, no. No, I don't like to nitpick like this. I'm just oh, saying... Oh, of course you do when it's thrown in your face, where it's not just like a little thing in the background, like it's thrown in your face and it's literally within giant sequences, like the stupid ass speed chase that was slow mo almost. Yeah. It's slow it's just speed. ridiculous at this point, and you can't expect people to ignore it or not have a problem with it. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. They were they weren't in this episode though, I think, thankfully for you, I guess. Yeah. Um Well the- they're, they're gonna be in the Look, I don't care if the people themselves are in the other episodes. I didn't mind having people have droid parts in them, and I think it's a cool way to tie into Fennec. Um, it's the, just the visuals of the Vespas did not work. Just keep them out of it. That's all I care. Keep them out of it. All right. Well. I would say that's this- a fair request, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know about fairness. You don't deserve shit. Uh, uh, <laughs> speaking of this episode, care about what I want and need. 
No, but well, you know, I think the fans always. I always get iffy with that entitlement with the fans, where they're like, you know, I yeah, want I know this and that, and then you just you're get you're you're a real Ryan Johnson. You don't give a fuck what any of the fans want for their own for the franchise that they love. You you want to just do whatever the fuck you want to do and not care what people think. Actually, yeah, yeah, that's kind of <laughs> described it to T. I know. I know. There's <laughs> not even humor in that. That's it's true. like why even make it at that point if you're not doing it to make to the fans add happy? new shit. You can add to new shit and still make the fans happy. Make new look fans. At Mando, look at Mando season two. That's how you, you can, do it right. That is fan you, service done right. You can make new fans. That's that's a generational I'm thing. Not, I'm not even going to get it. <laughs> okay, we still fair have, enough. We still have our episode nine review to do so we'll, oh, we'll talk even, about that during yeah. then don't even do that somehow palpatine returned oh god don't even do that yeah well we're getting too off topic though i want to <laughs> i want to say a moment a moment that i really enjoyed in this episode where well, there, there are two that i want to bring up yep one of them is kind of like a cool action thing and it was the sarlacc uh bit where they go into the sarlacc pit and they kind of fix the special edition fuck up where it has yeah. the beak and then it doesn't, because in it in this one, it's like a retractable beak, yeah yeah thing. So I liked that too, but here's my small gripes with the scene. One, if Boba knew that the Sarlacc was alive and had a beak, which he did because he got swallowed by it. Unless he thought when he killed it with the jetpack, or not the jetpack, the flamethrower, when he was escaping, how did he not know it was not dead? Or why did he think it was? Why did he think it was dead? That he could just fly the ships, like you know, fly the slave one right into the mouth. That doesn't really make sense to me, and especially when a few scenes before. Fennec had that little ball droid that was like a recon droid that literally yeah, yeah. could have went in the mouth and achieved the same thing. If he knew that she had that, why didn't they just use that to fly into the mouth to look for it rather than let's just fly. It makes no sense. Like logically, let's fly a ship into the mouth of a fucking giant beast in the ground that might like grab the ship. I don't know. Like, it visually looked cool. I was just kind of annoyed with the logic behind it. I see. And afterward, I know Boba was delirious when he originally escaped the Sarlacc. But it's just kind of weird that he thought that the armor was still down there. And I felt like, you know, if they wanted to go the route that they did, they could have at least explained something and had him find one of his knee pads. Because if you look back in Mando Season 2, when Cobb Vanth is wearing the armor, he's only wearing one knee pad. So if Boba found the other one, that would explain how Boba was suddenly wearing both knee pads, both knee armors during Mando Season 2 when he got it back. Okay, thank God you don't like nitpicking, though. Uh... I fucking liked it. I don't know, dude. It looked really cool. The the shot with it, it eclipsed. Like I said, it looked cool. One. It yeah. looks, I liked. I like how the ship was literally just like hovering yeah. right above. Like, and I like that he returned to the place that caused so much like grief and trauma. 
But also, it was kind of annoying how Fennec was the one who got the final blow on it, and it wasn't even him, you know? Well, that's why he was like, don't touch my buttons. <laughs> I wish he, like, did, like, the look down into it. Just, like, you know, showed Fennec and be like, this is where I was all those years ago, blah, blah, blah. And then I wish he just pressed the button and dropped the fucking thing right into its mouth and then just blew the, blew it the fuck up and then flew away. Like he's not yeah. looking back, you know? Oh, I love I love how they're using I remember the first time they used the the uh the fucking bomb in Mando. Yeah. Season I two. went nuts. Everyone such went nuts. Such an iconic nuts. sound, dude. It's the seismic charge and it was such a cool way to use it because it was used to like destroy a tie or two, I think. Two ties. Two ties. Yeah. And uh, it was like, oh my god, that's the best fan fan service ever. Yeah. And then it happens again here, and it is also like it's such a cool, unique way to use it, where it's like under underground basically, and just a fucking shock wave. Mmm. Prime premium shit. Yeah. Um But yeah, so I like that. The other thing I was gonna bring up, and I, I think it's like the thing that I've been fucking going at since we've begun this, is why. He chooses to be a fucking crime lord and how it relates to his experience the family. W- with the sand people. And yeah. it's it's I love it. It's the whole thing about fam about tribe, which is like the most Star Wars thing ever. Um Oh, I love that. Especially when you look back over the flashbacks we've seen of his father and stuff. And it's like, oh my yeah. god, the, the thing this this guy's been looking at uh, looking for his whole his whole life, the thing he's been missing rather yeah. since he was twelve was family. Yeah, and now he wants to get that. I love that, and I and I and I love that that the Tuscan Raiders had a, like a, such a strong impression in him, right? And she says like they make you weak, and he was like, no, they made me strong. Mm-hmm. That was the shit. I, I think that that now I understand, and I th- I think it's kind of a problem that it's four episodes in for most people, but now we finally understand his motivations. Yeah. I think so. I agree with what you just said. However, it's not so much so I I think all of like the thematic stuff that they set up is perfectly awesome and like completely fits and is good storytelling of like showing how he got to this point and why family is now important to him and like it's the thing that he's longed for and it's really like giving him a lot of character development which Boba as a character was sorely lacking and they've really like made this a yeah, he was you know, barely a character. Complex. He's a very complex character now. But these characters constantly throw in his face that he's weak and yada, yada, yada. And we he- most recently heard it with Fennec in this episode. And he says, no, it makes me strong. I think while the knowledge of having a group, like a tribe rather than being a lone wolf makes you strong. I like that aspect, but they don't have to portray him in what they did with the first three episodes of him being like completely disrespected and not able to outwit or outlast a couple guys like on the ground with shields. Like you don't have to actually physically show him in a fight, getting his fucking ass beat to shit by like a bunch of knaves. Not in this regard. Like, if you want to have the Wookiee throw him around because he just came out of the back to pod, that's fine. But a couple guys with shields, like, every other scene, he's getting his ass whooped left and right. 
like if you're gonna go with the theme of like the tribe is the strength, um, the lone wolf dies but the pack survives, that kind of thing, then you don't need to show him just getting his ass whooped to make that point. Like that's gonna make us like feel like he's just a bitch while having some newly gained insight. You know, like I need to see him kick ass and I'm praying to God with the next three episodes. That's what we get. Dude, I think we're definitely going to see him kick ass, but I think it's important for the show to earn it because it's like the Harrison Ford thing in like in Indiana Jones. He's always you always get this feeling with him that he he's a, Harrison Ford is great at getting his ass kicked in the movies. And in Indiana Jones, he's always getting his ass. But he kicked. never feels like a bitch. Well, but he's always in and of his over he his. He doesn't head. feel weak. He doesn't feel weak though when he does it. Yes, of course, he does. I mean, he's afraid of fucking snakes. Like he he is. He has those aspects oh, aspects That's of his like, personality that, that you, you got to see the flaws of the character in order for you to root for him. And I feel like uh, um, it's important for a character like Boba Fett, who we always like idolize and see him just as like the badass. It's like if if he doesn't have anywhere to go. Like anywhere to grow, and then, I completely agree with what you're saying, and I, then, I think that's a very valuable way of looking at it. And I think the end of the show it's is all about deliver. presentation. It's just all right. about presentation. I think the end of the show is going to deliver the the that crave of mass murder. I I have faith for. that they will. <laughs> my faith is slimming, but and here's my worry now. So we get to the end scene. And it's not the set, it's not the only time we hear it in this episode. We hear it when we see the flares going up before he finds Fennec. We hear the Mando theme. Oh fuck yeah! We we know where this we gotta is talk going. About that. Both of us got goosebumps during that. You know we yeah. had to. I am just really worried that Mando is going to take the spotlight away from Boba and what he could accomplish as a character going forward. Like I don't want Mando to just come in and then just steal the spotlight completely from Boba in his own show. You know, it's so funny that Mando basically exists as a, like a... Because he's fake, Boba. Fake Boba Fett. He's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and now he's like he's more popular his than actually... Because he's, he's taking actually... his identity and what Boba was. <laughs> he's more popular than fucking Boba Fett now. <laughs> it's it's such a scam what they did, man. But And it makes sense to me that I... Because everyone loves Mandalorian, right? Uh, people are kind of mixed uh, at this point. I think people are kind of mixed in Boba Fett, the book of Boba Fett. And I feel like... On the show, yes. On the show, yeah. Uh, and I feel like uh, the thing that differentiates the two is that one of them is an established character with a certain set of expectations and the other one was just like a, a new guy, right? So you can do right. whatever you want and nobody mm-hmm. would, would get angry like you are. Um but I think uh, it's really cool. Uh, I, I was just so so excited when I heard that theme, and it's really cool that his, uh, probably oh oh also the the Crescenton fucking up the Trandoshans, uh, or that that was one Trandoshan. It was a cool scene. It's um, probably setting up a rivalry with with him and Bosk if we if we see Bosk as one of the. I think help. we're definitely. I think we're definitely going to see Bosk, and I'm wondering like, is he going to help Boba? Is he? I think it'll definitely be a cool way to show like the feud between Trandoshans and Wookies, and how Trandoshans enslaved Wookies, and we saw in Book of Boba like the um the guy that Robert Rodriguez was acting as 
um, the trade yeah, motion brings him. Um, no, not the mayor. Um, oh, oh, the yeah, yeah, the one the tribute. The yeah. That he plays. Yeah, he pays tribute to him and he gives him a Wookiee pelt. Right. Because the Trandoshans hunted Wookiees for years and years and enslaved them and hunted them. and um, So that yeah. could be a cool Watch little the rivalry there. And it, it could give Bosk a lot of character, too. We, we see what like how he responds to it. And if Boba's able to like get them to work together or like, you know, whatever route they're going to take. If Bosk is going to be an enemy to Boba or, you know, who knows. But um, it, it's just <sighs> my hopes for the show for what the whole show was supposed to be are now resting in these final three episodes. And I'm scared, but I'm also excited. Like I, here's the path to the dark side. Oh, shut up. I (laughs) am really craving the next episode just to like, see what happens. And especially like now that Mando's coming in, um, imagine he didn't come in and they just threw that in there for nothing. Yeah, that would be like the ultimate like fuck you. Fuck to you yeah, yeah, that's not. I don't think they're gonna. That's something do that. Ryan Johnson would do. <laughs> I know you were gonna say that, you motherfucker. Gotta subvert expectations. <laughs> he never said that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> making fake news. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I agree. What do you, What do you feel about? So now we know that we we've seen all the trailers everything that is that's in the trailers we've already caught up with we've the seen show. It, yeah there's no more footage in the trailers for the last three episodes mm-hmm. what do you think of the likelihood now of cat bane showing up now there's only three episodes left i still think cat bane will show up i think <sighs> and this is this is the way i look at it that makes the most sense of why cat bane would show up if we look at the Pikes or whoever the big bad is, which we still, I mean, I think you're in agreement with me. It's going to be Kira and Crimson Dawn because we've gotten too many clues that there's another syndicate at stake because the huts said another syndicate. Um, what's her name? Um, Fennec, Shan, Fennec yeah. Shan said that um, it was highly unlikely for the, the Tuscans would be taken down by the group of speeder bikers. Like there's just been clues left and right that I believe is leading to something bigger. And I believe that is Crimson Dawn and Kira being the big bad of the season. But there needs to be some type of enforcer for the syndicate, just like the huts had black chrysanthemum with them. Kira would then need some type like you can't just have blind like random faceless foot soldiers like Boba in order to become something greater he needs to face his past and his whole past with the bounty hunter side of things is linked to Cad Bane who was like aside from Boba and Jango was like the other like top bounty hunter of that period and if he defeats him, which he did in the deleted, you know, um, Clone Wars arc that yeah. Filoni made, which I think he really wants to complete in a way, I think that duel has to happen in this, in this, uh, in this show, for Boba's transformation into the Crime Lord and out of his father's shadow. I think it needs to happen. 
What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I, the whole idea of, of Cat Bane uh, remains for me, right? <laughs> but what I'm saying is it's already more than halfway through. We haven't seen him. We haven't seen any clues of him. If he gets introduced, do you think they should introduce him, like, right now in the fifth episode? Like, start seeding that shit. Because otherwise, if he just shows up and we've never... We haven't have anything set up about that rivalry. Wouldn't it come out kind of left? I think, left I, think in, I, I have a good feeling in episode five, we're going to get a lot of cameos. I don't think it's just going to be Boba or um, Mando. I, I, think, I think at the end of the episode, I'm speculating the end of the episode, we're going to get Kira and Cad Bane. Oh my God. Could you imagine, Alex, dude? I will. I will go fucking nuts. <laughs> just you saying it. I was like, oh. Just me, like at in the middle of the Mar, night, screaming, Mar. like, oh my god! <laughs> oh, oh is, my god! Only two days away. I'm so excited. I know. <laughs> Tomorrow night. I, that's the way I look at it because I'm going oh, to fun. bed, and then do you stay up until up three? No, 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 no. I did that for the first episode, and I was it was like no, so worth tired for the next day. So I wake up. At six, when my girlfriend's waking up for work, I give her a call, make sure she's up, and then I watch the episode. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, I I um I think the next one is directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. FYI. Yeah. So after that, we get Dave Filoni, and then at the, the probably Which the last is one is making me think episode six is going to be the fucking most amazing thing. Oh, it's going to every Ahsoka. But, but I'm really fucking Perkins. worried. I'm really worried about episode seven. Because that's Robert Rodriguez again. Yeah, but I mean, how can you fuck up like that? You know, it I has to be know. epic. I don't know. I pr- I that's don't probably know. the one with the rancor. I've I've lost my faith in him. Oh my god! Look at you. He reintroduced Boba and Mando. Pretty cool. And he did such a good job, even though it did feel kind of fan filmy, like the way it was filmed. I forgave it because he did such a good job handling Boba in that episode. But we have yet to see anything from him do anything special besides Spy Kids stuff in Book of Boba. So I'm holding my breath, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, well, any last hopes, last comments? Well, I just just really hope whatever they do, it's action-packed, and not like corny action like the Vespa chase like I need high stakes people dying you know lots of damage like you're like a fucking going crazy dude. no you can't it's, no, go ahead. it's not Sorry. about it's not just about <laughs> blind action like yeah action movie no like I want what was basically presented to us for the show Okay. That's uh, that's all I'm asking for. So you don't want them to step on doo doo, or, or <laughs> yeah. what was it? Yeah, like yeah. Jedi poodoo. <laughs> as yeah, Jedi poodoo. Sorry, yeah. As long as it's <laughs> wizard, I'm completely fine with it. That's um, some wizard, Annie. <laughs> exactly, and it is on Tatooine that they use that that uh, word. So, what would you, you do never... if he was he was the cameo that comes back? Who kids? Oh, dude, I thought about that the other day. I was like, dude, it would be the per- and you could get the same actor even probably. Yeah, you could because he's old I, enough. And oh my god, I thought about that the other day. Could what you if, imagine what if, Kitster- if they randomly threw Kitster in there, dude? 
It makes total sense. They put in fucking like Cami and whatever the fuck. Cam, uh, yeah. Tashi. Yeah. Fixer. Uh, not even, Fixer and Cami. Uh, and they're like in a deleted scene. Yeah. Dude, just get the kid who played Kidster. <laughs> and and kid. you're fucking ready to go. Him and the Rodian that everyone thought was Greedo. Like a he young be, Greedo. Yeah, he could walled. be like. Walled. Yeah, exactly. He could be like the perfect like victim for the villains, you know, like so, like like Fixer and 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 Cammy. So you're gonna bring him back just to kill him off? No, no, no. But like he's like the one getting pestered by the bad guys, and you know, Boba comes and helps or whatever. And then he goes, "That's so wizard, Boba." Exactly, exactly, dude. It'd be fucking amazing. I <sighs> oh I heard God, a rumor dude. that um, Mando shows up in like the N one Naboo starfighter. I don't know if you've heard of what. This. Yeah, because remember the the Razor Crest got blown up. Um, Where would he have gotten a Nabu starfighter? I have fucking no clue, Nabu. What the fuck? <laughs> um, yeah, but, I was wondering that. Like, how will he get word to Mando, and how will Mando get there if he doesn't have a ship? Does well, Boba that, go and pick him up? Does he go off world? Because I feel like I we're staying on Tatooine the whole time. Yeah, it does. I think I think uh uh Booga Fett is set on Tatooine more than the fucking Obi-Wan show will. <laughs> I agree. And it's kinda sad. Like I thought we were gonna be going a little bit off world, but Yeah. Here we are. But yeah, no, you just articulated all my hopes. Uh, Kidster needs to get back here. <laughs> Please. I would die. And especially because Bro. he's never been he's never been addressed in the in the but EU. But could you imagine or... like we jokingly talk about this and then he shows up? I Dude, would, I'm selling. I would absolutely die. That'd be something that Dave Filoni would definitely do. He would do something like that. Yeah, yeah that's true. Definitely. Um, but yeah, uh, guys, thank you for listening. Please let us know what did you think about this episode. Uh, leave us your comments. Uh, a follow in the page, please, if, if you would be so kind. Uh, we'd like to know everything happening with Boba Fett. We're so fucking ready for the fifth episode during Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, any, any thoughts? Any last thing? Just bring on Mando, bring on some action, and bring on Kits. Mando. <laughs> Mando. <laughs> and of course, may the force be with you. Always. Thank you very